Hello, hello, hello. Hope we find you very well, if not a little cold here in the UK. Episode 169 of the Women's Rugby Pod. I'm Johnny Hammond. And I'm Sadiq Abaya. And as ever, we've got all the news from women's rugby from around the globe for you. We've got Emma Orr, the Scotland international, also playing in that historic Edinburgh team at the moment in the Celtic Cup. We'll catch up with her a little bit later on. Of course, the Six Nations is far away as well, so we'll be asking her about that. We'll look back at the uh, women's premiership rugby, the PWR, last weekend. Look ahead to this weekend's fixtures as well and the rest of the news from around the oval world. Sadia, how many layers have you got? I've got three at the moment. Um, I've just got two, just two right now. And the heating's on in my house, so. What? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can afford the heating, ladies and gentlemen. These, uh, these <laughs> students, I don't know, hey? <laughs> I mean, we just leave it running until they tell us to stop. So right now they haven't told us to stop. So nice. <laughs> the heating is on. You've got a bag of 50p's to bung in till the... <laughs> yeah, <laughs> nice. I mean, you you are a very busy lady. We obviously get into your game against Gloucester Hartbury uh, in a moment or two. And obviously you're, you're a student as well. What do you do to, to recharge the, the batteries? What do you do to to get yourself as horizontal as possible um sleep lay flat on my bed <laughs> no i actually that's not even a joke um i love to sleep and nap and usually on a normal day when i'm not busy with training i always nap during the day so on my rest days i usually spend it just chilling around the house with my housemates um not doing anything crazy when we go to the cinema because I'm just sat down watching something. Um, but literally, rest, just rest and being still is what I do to <laughs> recharge my battery. So I tend to not to try and um, book or fill my rest days because then I end up not resting. Yeah, I get you. <laughs> well, it's a busy weekend in the PWR. Gloucester Harbury 42, Love for Lightning 24. Leicester Tigers 24, Harlequins 33. Um, Saracens put 69 points on sale. Um, they only managed one penalty. Sunday, extra 38, Ealing Trailfinders 19. Let's get into your game straight off the bat then. Um, where was it won and lost? Um... Just a small areas, really. Um, I think in terms of like physical battle and stuff, we fronted up quite well, and we started really well um, against. Um, I think you went up two tries or something like that. Um, but I think yeah, where it was one loss in those small areas, and Gloucester are great at capitalising on them. They're a really well drilled team, and they know where the space is. So, you know, any small penalty, any drop ball here or there, um, you know, they, they were able to capitalise on that and get, get some points. But I think the 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 score doesn't reflect the game. Um, but anyway, to come away with a bonus point against, you know, the, the previous champions, um, you know, is something we're going to take positive early um, into next week. OK. And, and your your performance yourself? How happy are you? Um, are you obviously, you fairly fresh come back from from a decent amount of time out 
Uh, yeah, no, I feel um, like I'm settled in now, um, getting back to where I was pre-injury. Um, it doesn't feel like I've had to play catch-up. So, yeah, I'm pretty happy with where I am um, in my own personal rugby. And you, when you look at your, your side, um, yeah, as you say, on the, on the face of it, you look at that result and you think, oh, geez, you know, that's, that's, that's quite a, quite a heavy, heavy loss. It was more competitive than that, as you, as you say, but you, you have a, a quality outfit. You're part of a, uh, an outstanding, um, back row. Um, do you feel it's, it's clicking completely? It's things still bedding down. There's, there has been a lot of change. Oh yeah. I mean, we're still building completely. Um, obviously, new coaching staff in, um, a few changes within the squad, um, but it's, it's it's a slow it's a slow build, but I think we've really um kicked into another gear compared to how we started the season. Um obviously getting to two more wins. Um but yeah, like you said, we we're we're a team full of talent. Um I think it's just yeah, we're just building over this season, but um we're not to be um not to be underestimated. No, indeed you're not. Um, let, let's talk about um uh Gloucester Hartbury then. Um in terms of the teams that you've um, you you played, um where are they? Uh Gloucester, I mean they're definitely sitting in that one two spot at the moment. They're really, you know, well drilled team. Um everyone's on the same page and you can tell that they're they've got a lot of talent through through and through, but it's also Jet fed all the way down as well. Um, not not only just in the internationals, um, in their club players, in their um, people, people on the bench. So you know you can never rest against across the side because you always know there's something better to come on. Um, so yeah, I think they're definitely seeing in that one too. But um, so just be able to see how how they go for the rest of the season. Yeah, I remember sort of classically. Um... I mean, Harlequins had came came through a different route than they with the Elsa Bulls, but when they were always guaranteed that one or two spot, there was real strength in depth. And I think Clooks to Hartbury for me have added a huge amount of strength in depth. Um, you you look at centres Hannah Jones, Karen Lake, the starting Welsh centre partnership. You, you can bring Tatiana Hurd into that. Rachel Lund is, is playing on the wing at the moment, but you know she can slot in a, 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 in the centres as as well. There's, yeah, there's, there's real real quality and some some youngsters um, knocking around as well. Um, you know, um, in and around the back row and what have you. Um, no, they're, they're impressed. What impressed me the most is when they're on it. Is that ability and Saracens have been quite famous for it, I think, and, and still there. Um, Saracens' strength, I think, is, is to turn a game around back to their favour. I think that's their their super strength. For Gloucester Hartbury, when they have that momentum, boy oh boy, do they punish you. When they sing, they you know they're, they're a soprano, top note, Shawshank Redemption, those opera singers singing the BH You know what I mean? Yeah, no, totally agreed. Totally agreed. I mean. Yeah, like I said, they're very well well drilled, very well drilled side, and I feel like they're able to um, identify when that shift is coming. That might not be through a try; they might be through, um, you know, a turnover, um, and everyone gets behind them as a team, and then from there they're able to build. And 
continue building and I think it's once once they gain that momentum um, a lot of teams clearly find it find it hard to stop and that's why they um, find themselves sitting at the top of the table yeah six guys Emma Singh Kelsey Jones Hannah Jones uh, got a couple Sam Monaghan Brock uh, Emma Singh ended up with 17.6 and 6 in the T uh, so Donald scored a couple for yourself Cheddar and Westcombe Evans Leicester 24, Harlequins 33. Leicester almost did it. It was 24-26 to the 78th minute. Uh, Meg Jones, Elizabeth Martin, Brody, Fran McGee with tries, Flo Robinson, Caitlin Lina with a couple, uh, Ellie Cook-Dunn and uh, Bryony Kill for Harlequins. Continue to improve Leicester. Um, just want to gauge your thoughts on is is that still more worry for for Harlequins or is the positivity there from 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 Leicester or a bit of both? Uh, I think definitely a bit of both. Um, obviously for Leicester, shows that things are clicking a bit more. Um, they must be coming together a bit more as a team. Obviously, Meg Jones still pulling those strings, seeing her get that little individual try. But um, yeah, for them to put 24, 24 points um, on Quins. Um, and like you said, it being so close down to the last minute, um, it's definitely a lot of positives for them. Does it show more about Quinns? Um, I'm not sure. <laughs> but yeah, for Quinns to, to to be in such a tight game um, against, you know, respectfully, a team who's at, who's at the bottom of the league or a couple of places behind them and a team who probably thought they would beat comfortably, um, yeah, it kind of rings alarm bells for Quinns there. Um, but still to come over win you know to grind that out and to get the last try in a couple of minutes you know positives to them but still I think yeah it definitely rings a bit of an alarm bell yeah and, I mean look they'll say five points on the road um and bounce back and continue to you know determine per- performance of a gutsy Leicester at home all that kind of stuff um you know and and, and they are right and um you know that they would look at that as a sort of 10 point team as it were Leicester and as, as most people would, but um, yeah, another f- five points for, for Harlequins. Um, what's, go- what's going on at, at sale? 69.3. Yeah. I'm just, yeah, I'm just looking down sale team sheet. I know that you've been, a, been a few changes at um, sort of quarterback, but just Rigoni, um, been playing at their beginning of the season. Yamamoto has now uh, come come in. Minori Yamamoto. Um, but you know, you, know, you look through that that side. There's you know, Vicky Owen, Lauren Delaney, Rigoni, as you said, Jess Roberts at nine, Anne Young, and Nicole James, USA International, Tenacy, uh, Joe Brown, um, Georgie Paris Redding, Jasmine Hazel. This not young number eight. That's nearly seventy points. I, I'm not really sure to be honest. I, I know they've had you know quite quite a few close losses, some big losses, obviously on the weekend. Um, but I know say are a side that thrive off energy. They thrive off like small wins in their game, and that's how they get their momentum. Um, and I feel like when they're not getting that, there's a bit been a bit of a dip of a head um, within the team. And I feel like that's probably where their losses have started to come from. And obviously to get a big loss against. Saris, um with a side like you said this is still full of um players who are really talented and it's not a side where you'll look at their team sheet and you know r- r- write them off straight away so yeah i feel like um 
that's what's happening there. I think there's just been a big confidence loss. I know they've lost Moana Talling, um, who's been a big leader, um, a big, you know, source of their go forward um, in attack. So, and, and indeed, to be fair. So, yeah, I don't know. I think there's just a few things, you know, not clicking there. But, but as you, as you say, it's, it's not a nice place to, to, to go and play. Um, yeah, in the nicest possible way. Um, you know, they're, they're a tough old side and you, they don't often get spanked. Um, and will that be a, a particular worry for, for Rachel Taylor, who underneath yeah, the most lovely exterior, it, there's, you know, lies the heart of a very competitive beast. Will, will that particularly trouble her or do you just go, do you know, what, well, let's just write that off top of the table team. They're in form. Let's park it. Let, let's, let's crack on. I suppose it's difficult to say unless you're in there, I guess. Yeah, no, I think I feel like it could go either way. I mean, like you said, sixty-nine points, nearly seventy points, it's not something to take take light take lightly. Um and I feel like the sales squad personally will take that very well, take it very personally too. So I feel like Rachel Taylor probably get behind that, um, and feed off that uh disappointment, um, to kind of build onto the next couple games. Because, you know, we all play top four teams. We all play the top of the table teams. But you still want to power your best performance. And I don't think a 369 score is something Sale would say was performance they'd be proud of. So, Yeah, so the third in a row since that, um, you know, what we thought was a, yeah, a really good performance um, against Harlequins, 35-31. Um, lost to you guys, that's 12 points. So lost to Ealing Trail Finers by a couple of points last week. So, um Yes, um, we will. We will wait to see because yeah, I, I think um, they are they are better than, than that, aren't they? Um, but eleven tries. Gondry, uh, Paige Farris with a with a hat trick. Marley Packer, a couple. Poppy Cleal, Jess Breach. That's a lovely score. Um, Leanne Fante uh, got on the score sheet. Um, yeah, she's fizzing around, buzzing around the place, um, looking 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 half decent. Um, McKinley Hunt, Sophie de Goody, and de Goody ended up with 19 points. Um, team of the season, should we just pop Sophie de Goody in there now or and just be done with it? <laughs> yeah. Check. I mean, okay. I would happily slot her in there. It, 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 I mean, just a level of performance, just extraordinary. Um, then we went to um, a game on Sunday, Exeter 39, Ealing, 1219. Um Another good performance from uh, from Exeter. Rogers on the score sheet with Donald Priest. Um, three tries within 18 minutes. Game kind of done. Then Contorna Maloney uh, and Brickle on her debut scored for Ealing Dow, Cox and Zachary. Again, those big names stepping up for, for Ealing. Another good performance from um, from Exeter. I saw, saw all the highlights um, <laughs> on, on PWR on Instagram of Maloney, you know, running through running through, linking up with Claude on the, on the wing. Um, but yeah, Exeter, they've been going really well recently. Um, you know, even if, even if it's been close, close to the end, their team as well, like Gloucester, very, very well drilled when they're forwards, when they're pack, um, a back, back line, you can, you know, kind of open up anywhere on the field. Um, and obviously to have Claude back from concussion, um, it's like another, you know, expert of firepower there. So yeah, another great performance from Exeter, but also I think, um, Ealing, Obviously, unlucky to miss out on that on that bonus point, but to put 19 points on a strong exercise is also um, something to take small positives from. I think there too. 
Yeah, couldn't agree more. Player of the week, Cleaner Maloney. Uh, three line breaks, 112 metres, five defenders beaten 100% with the arrows as well. Um, we said it before. Uh, hopefully we don't have to say it again. It will be an absolute travesty if she's not in the uh, green of Ireland come the Six Nations. She's so yeah. difficult to stop, isn't she? Even for somebody like you. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I agree. I mean, I played with Cree when we were at WAS, so I had the pleasure of playing alongside her. Um, but yeah, she's not, not a fun player to play against, um, whether that's in D or, or an attack. Um, and I think that's her first game back of the season to see how much she has and the potential she has um, to go, you know, in the Prem and hopefully in the Six Nations. So yeah, hopefully to see her back in the in the green and white very soon. Didi, so... Um, so the table, not much change. Sarri's still top on Max and 30 from their sixth game. Exeter uh, with their fifth win on 27. Gloucester Harbury, five from five, 24 points. Then Bristol, three wins on 15. Uh, in touch, all on 11 points. In Chalviners, Harlequins and Lafra Lightning Sale. Um, only five games on seven points. Leicester on two. It looks about right, doesn't it, that? It's certainly... Where it should be. Um, we were a little remiss uh, last weekend to not mention world record crowd at uh, the big game at Harlequins. Um, I know I'm probably a bit of a, a bit of a cynic, but you know, I, I, I was there. Not sure there were sixteen thousand. Come kick off, whatever. But they've done, they've done all the maths and the metrics and the AIs and and all the rest of it. Look, we, we said last week a uh, tremendous event. Brilliant from Harlequins. I, one thing I, I I would note is the men walking over from the from the stoop to the to the ground. Now, it's a brilliant thing. What a lovely thing to be able to do, right? Um, through the fans, you get a sense of it all. Twickham's impressive, isn't it? Walking in and all the rest of it. Don't walk the men over from the stoop when the women are playing. Um, I don't need to say any more, but you know. Other people can say, "Well, you're, you're you're taking away from the women's game, you you, and you're publicising it." I just, I just think that that could be tweaked. Perhaps it's one day when when the men don't walk over, or they all walk over together, or you know, just that, that for me. And I know it's tradition and all that kind of stuff, but you know, it, it's little little things like that which um, I, I think you know, it should 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 just be tweaked. Um, it doesn't take away from it. It's a fantastic event, and. Um, it's great to have the girls there, and we're not talking about shirt sizes and all the rest of it and uh, and what have you. But um, yeah, it's something that was noted to me with friends who you know, are rugby fans, but not kind of immersed in it. It's just something they said to me. Well, yeah, why would they do that? Um, so yes, um, big up to Harlequins. Perhaps have a a wee look at that. I'm Claudia McDonald, and you're listening to the Women's Rugby Pod. On to. Celtic Cup results. Of course, this is the tournament involving Wales, Scotland and Ireland um, to get some some game time at a, a different level um, for university players on the 20s, some test match players. We spoke to Natalia John, didn't we, last week? We'd come back from from injury. Um, yeah, really enjoyed that chat with, uh, with Natalia last week. Anyway, the results as follows. Saturday saw Edinburgh host the Wolfhounds at the Hive Stadium going down 17-27. We'll speak to Emma Orr very shortly uh, about that. Brithon 
Thunder uh, went to Energia Park to meet the Clovers, losing 20 points to five. On Sunday, Gualia Lightning impressed again, uh, beating Glasgow 36-19 at Cardiff Park. Um, yeah, Gwena Hopkins um, looks like she's got a bright, bright future. Catherine Rich as well was uh, was good again. A Metcalf, another strong showing from her. So the uh, the table is Gualia are on top on points difference over the Wolfhounds, Clovers and Edinburgh, both with those single wins. Fixtures this weekend. Glasgow Warriors against Wolfhounds 2.30 at Scottsdale on Saturday. Sunday sees Clovers entertain Gualia Lightning at 1 o'clock. Musgrave Parks. Brithon Thunder versus Edinburgh 1.30 at Parky Scarlets. Why don't we just get straight into the... Um, Meet and veg of it now um, with Emma in Scotland Centre. Emma Orr Hello. on the pod. Hi. Good morning, Emma. How are you? I'm good, thank you. How are you guys? Good, good, good. Yeah, very well, thank you. Um, I, I promise I'd, I'd tell the Emma story. Um, oh, d- yeah. During WXV, um, had a lovely Emma Wassell on. Um, <laughs> and, I, and, I, and actually, originally asked for you, um, and you weren't available or, or what have you. Um, and I have to say, the SRU media people, very, very good, brilliant. Um, and then a couple of weeks later, I wanted to just, because uh, you had a, a big game coming up, and I just said, oh, can we get Emma on now? And um, let, the short and curly is that you can read between the lines. We had Emma Wassel on again. Um, <laughs> and I thought I was getting you because we just referred to Emma all the time. And then Emma Wassel <laughs> popped up like you did in the studio. I was like, oh. Wrong Emma. Um, there goes the notes and the research. Don't get me wrong. It's lovely to have Emma Wassell on the uh, pod as often as possible. What a lovely lady. But uh, equally nice to, to see you, Emma. How are you? I'm very well, thank you. Very excited to be on the pod. Thanks for having me. Don't be silly. Don't be silly. Well, as you can see, we have all, all the best people. Sadie is there. Um, and I'm just scraping, scraping the bow. You look, you're part of this um, historic Edinburgh team. How cool has that been? So, so cool. Like, just to get that opportunity to play kind of aligned with the men's team um, has been is just an opportunity I never thought we would have um, in Scotland. So to have that is just just incredible. And, and you're pulling players from, from all over the place. You're, you're a student still, that, that's right, isn't it? Agricultural yeah, yeah, co- college? Uh, agricultural college, correct. <laughs> I don't waste my evenings. Um, <laughs> Anyway, the point was lots of players being being pulled in from from different parts of of Scotland can only be a good thing, and that's the sort of stepping stone which you've obviously made. Um, but but other people to to fill in fill in behind and and get that experience to this level. No, definitely. I think um, the wider the player pool we can pull from is only going to be better for um, women's rugby in Scotland. Just to not only increase like girls' exposure to matches at this level, but also just increase competition as well, like constantly pushing the, the ones at the top, which is, um, as I say, is like only going to be better for the women's game in Scotland. So it's, it's so, so exciting um, to finally have that here. And look at the stash as well. It, I mean, um, us on the outside, lo- love, a, love a free rack sack uh, when we go to a World Cup or, or, or a Six Nations <laughs> or what have you. Are you guys just as excited? you got a new stash, Edinburgh stash. That's cool too, right? No, definitely. So, so cool. Um, 
I my sister actually is um, in the training squad of Glasgow, so mum and dad have got like a Glasgow hat and an Edinburgh hat. <laughs> they got that for Christmas. So. Oh my goodness! Is it is it one supporting one and one the other when you play against each other? I think so. Yeah. Um, unfortunately, neither neither of us were in the first Edinburgh um, Glasgow game, but uh, hopefully one day we will. I, I was going to say, um, yeah, that um, that happened, didn't it? Um, it's the other week. Uh, let's get into the the game of the of the weekend. Um, sadly, you've gone down twenty seven seventeen to 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 the Wolfhounds. But just just give us a sense of um, how you felt the, the performance went from Edinburgh. I think, um, like, definitely good in parts. Like, I think the overall kind of message was it was just quite inconsistent. Like we had some really really strong bits, but then, or like we defend for phases and. And really keep them out and then when we got the ball we would keep it and and then lose it a couple of phases later so I think just frustration and knowing that we can we can be better if we keep a hold of the ball but I think um look like still our second game was a squad um so definitely just a little bit rusty and maybe not knowing how we all play um with each other but so many positives there that we that we'll review and hopefully take into this weekend. Um, but yeah, just a little bit frustrated, but um, hopefully it'll come. What are the positives then to take into this weekend? I definitely think our like some of our tip lines and things like that um, in the pod structure were really strong, making um, meters there. So continuing to use that, but also um I think we've got a really strong backslide and so potentially just looking to use that more exploit that um more hopefully if we keep a hold of the ball um build phases and definitely hopefully grind grind team, teams down um and I think defensively as well like our we're still kind of um getting to grips with the kind of new defense structure so just kind of keep building on that and um hopefully keeping keeping teams out for sure so what what I heard in a part of that was basically give me the ball more. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but not in those words. <laughs> <laughs> no, do you say look if you've got weapons to to use, you, you, you should be using them, shouldn't you? Um obviously where and, and you've got some good coaches involved and again that's you know, it's it's a compliment to to the SRU pulling these, these these people together. Um is that game plan Glasgow and Edinburgh got completely separate game plans or is it being filtered down from from the top from from Brian Easton at the top um I think probably pretty different like definitely um the coaches have all got their own kind of style um and spin on um they like to have their own spin on um the coaching so yeah I would say it was pretty separate there's definitely common themes that um both teams are kind of looking to looking to use but um i would say pretty pretty separate okay so uh one win one loss um this weekend i'm just looking in my crystal ball you go <laughs> to breath on thunder that is correct yep away to wales nice um back on the road but again those experiences um and yeah, you can chip in whenever you like. Sorry, going going away, getting on the bus, yeah, however you're travelling down, that's all good for a squad, especially one that, that's sort of coming together. Sorry, I mean, you can relate to this because you're, you're quite a new squad and, and what have you. Um, 
but but Emma, yeah, you know, get getting away from home. Um, as I say, on the bus and all the rest, and there may be a, a light shandy or two partaken upon. Um, <laughs> it's all good, good bonding stuff, isn't it? Definitely. Um, I think it is our first first away game, so um, that itself brings its own challenges. But also, um, like you say, that that more time together, spending the whole whole forty eight hours <laughs> together this weekend. So definitely, like bonding and hopefully memories, memories to be made. Um, and yeah, just just getting to know each other better as well, like on and off the pitch is is massive within a within a team. Um, so yeah, really looking forward to that trip. Just um, building on that question from Johnny as well, the team bonding. How has it been? Obviously, you know, already having a side and then new people coming in. How has that integration been? And um, you know, has there been a bit of you know, uh, an up in in the kind of competition in the squad or um, like how is it all merging as well, like at, at home? Um, I think like there's definitely been that kind of friendly fire training, like with um, girls coming, Scottish qualified girls coming up um, to train and put their hand up for a selection as well. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's again, like it, it brings that edge to training, which is which is really good to have. Um, so yeah, hopefully just pushing, always pushing everyone to be better. Um, but no, like I think everyone's so so friendly, and we're all there to push each other. But like we're all there for the same reason, pretty much. Um, so yeah, it's it's been it's been really good and um, so much fun to have like all different levels of players and all different experiences and things like that um, brought into one team. I mean, you're barely barely out of the womb, really. Yeah, not even twenty-one yet. Yeah, twenty, uh, twenty-one in, in in April. But uh, you, you, bit of a lead within the in the squad because of uh, you know because of that experience. Yeah, you know, up at fourteen caps now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, definitely. Um, I think like it's been it's been really cool to kind of have that opportunity to kind of stick my hand up for, um, particularly in defence. I like to just being at thirteen as well. Um, it's quite crucial to kind of voice your opinions in, in that area of the pitch. So, um, yeah, I've been really enjoying it. I definitely wouldn't say, um, I definitely would say I'm still kind of continuing to learn from learn from the people that are really good in, in that area and kind of take on like leadership roles and things like that. But really enjoying um, the opportunity to kind of share my experiences um, from like international level and, and kind of bringing that to to the club game. Good to go. Trauma, you blush slightly now um yeah you're 14 caps uh 13 of those as a as a starter uh as i say only 20 years of age um you, you came through the sevens you're one of those people that um immediately shone um we have nausea whatsapp groups and, and and all the rest of it and saw you very very early on um that debut last year in the in the six nations but um she's got a touch of the emily scarrett about it hasn't she sadia <laughs> Emma Orr here. <laughs> nah, I mean, tall range of day. I'll, I'll jump in. I'll jump in on the on the um, the blush train as well. But yeah, obviously seeing you in Six Nations, I think you've been consistently putting those those um, performances out, and yeah, definitely a name on in people's mouths. So yeah. Thank you. No, that's really nice to hear. I think um, I have been like really lucky in terms of the opportunities that I've. Um, been given at early early on in my career um, and like credit to the girls around me and the coaching staff as well like without them I don't think 
um, I would be where I am at the moment. Um, so yeah, really lucky to be le- like learning from them all the time um, and kind of make it keeping continuing raising the standard um, in Scotland for women's rugby as a as a squad. Well, just finally, because you're, you're both busy students and professional rugby players and, uh, and all the rest of it. Just, I mean, some would be surprised that you're not playing regularly, uh, you know, in the PWR. Um, you know, we, we mark that um, you're still a student and, and what have you. What, what, what does the next 12, 18, 24 months look for, for look like for, for Emma Or Still racking up the caps, no doubt. Um, yeah, no, obviously I am in my third year, third year at uni at the moment. So um, potentially call it a day after third year. I haven't told my mum and dad that yet. <laughs> so um... An exclusive <laughs> on the WRP. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, potentially to definitely like to play in the English Prem would just be just be amazing. So and to be at that playing that level of rugby week in week out um, would would be the dream. So definitely in my on my radar at the moment is to is to look to play for a club down there. Um, but yeah, as I say, it's all kind of like not to my mum and dad and stuff like that. So <laughs> we'll see. Well, we've got we've got a world exclusive. Um, don't worry, no, nobody listens to this, so uh, that's <laughs> not going to go far. Obviously, you're, you're, you're fine. Um, and it, it turns out we're sort of sort of conduit agent now as well. Um, to to to, to get you to a, a, a PWR club as well, Emma. Look, um, I'm I'm pretty like absolutely joyous. Always every time I see you play, and, and lucky enough to, to commentate you on, on you a couple of times. Um, special player and no doubt you'll go way 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 beyond the 50 cap mark and, and, and beyond um, with so so many years ahead of you but thanks so much for joining us this morning no thank you very much for having me guys it's been a pleasure thank Great you. Stuff. take care go well at the weekend thank you bye guys hi everyone i'm lindsay peace and you're listening to the women's rugby pod enjoy Let's look ahead to this weekend. Um, fixes from the PWR. Saturday, 1 o'clock, Leicester against Bristol. 2 o'clock, Quinns against Loughborough Lightning. Half two, Saracens against Exeter. 4.45, English Hellfinders against Gloucester. Hartbury. Um, standout fixes, Saracens, Exeter. But let's go chronologically. Bristol, they'll take some points at, uh, at Leicester. Yeah, go with Bristol for that win. And I just, we're going to say with the, with the, New teams, Leicester and um, uh, Ian Trevfinders, actually sort of running out of steam. You know, it's it's a big competitive league with you coming up against internationals, and um, you know that takes some doing mentally and physically. So, I wonder whether some steam might be being lost by uh, by, by those clubs. Um, you're obviously going to beat Harlequins at Harlequins. Yeah, obviously. I think that's um, written in the stars. Um, <laughs> Yeah, it's a it's a it's a big old game for me. Um, you know, for Harlequins back back at home. Um, you got win against Leicester, but um, yeah, blown away by Gloucester Heartbreak in that first thirty minutes of the big game, uh, and and for you guys to to get a win back. Um, where where's that game specifically going to be won and lost, Sadia? Uh, I think that game was be won and lost um, on those small errors, um, but also. Just on physicality, uh, obviously Quinns, you know they're a big, a big pack. Um, they've also got a lot of power runners in their back line as well. 
Um, so I think for Loughborough, we're going to be trying to match that. Um, and if not, probably double it from from our side. Uh, I think there's going to be a little bit of a rivalry there. Like I said, there's a bit of a mini league, you know, hotting up between Loughborough, Ealing and Quinns. Um, so, yeah, definitely um, physicality wise, but also those small errors, you know, um, it's easy nowadays for teams to kick their way down to score and try. So just keeping them, um, you know, our penalty count down. And I think whoever does that best, um, which hopefully um, I believe will be lightning, <laughs> come away with that win on the weekend. And big old game at uh, Stonex, Saracens against Exeter. Who's That'll be really tight, won't it? Yeah, yeah, no, definitely. Um, but... A crystal ball was telling me that Saris are going to come away with that win. Um, I think they're just building really well energy-wise recently. Um, so we'll be interested to see how they go. Yeah, I'm going to go for you to beat Quinns. Um, yeah, City to bet against Harlequins. Um, Saracens at home, isn't it? Um, that'll be really tight. It's very, very interesting game. Ealing Trail Finals against Gloucester Hartbury. Um. Lost to Hartbury um, for the win, I think. Yeah, no, uh, would agree. And a chance to just to uh, refresh the uh, the squad as well. Yeah, I agree. Um, obviously going <laughs> against Ealing. Um, but I think Ealing are not, also not a team to be underestimated there. So, um, yeah, we'll just see. That wraps up another week. Thank you very much to uh, SLU and uh, Emma Orr for joining us. Um, great to catch up with her speaks very very well doesn't she um no real shout outs apart from uh, this weekend sees the latest game between the spanish club champions and the portuguese club champions known as the iberian cup so go well to all the players on both sides for that one enjoy your rugby over the weekend we'll see you next week sonia thanks johnny bye bye